0: Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 250, the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year A. In Australia, it's Father's Day this weekend, the first Sunday of September. We give thanks today for all fathers for their love, their care, their generosity. We pray that God grants them joy in their family and friends and health and strength. For all fathers who have passed into eternal life, may God give them a permanent place at the heavenly feast that never ends, for all their goodness and kindness. All of the readings this weekend are really about the primacy of love in Christ's vision for the kingdom of God. Love, as St. Paul says, is the fulfilment of all the law, and love is the motivation for the prophet's words and the driving force for the Christian community and its members, in resolving misunderstandings and conflict. In the first reading, the Lord says to the great prophet Ezekiel, I have made you a sentinel, a watchman. This is a true key to the role of a prophet. Forget about the fact that it sounds terrible that the prophets will be punished with death if they don't fulfill God's law. Rather, if the prophet is a sentry, the watchman, their vital role is actually a role of love and protection concern for the welfare of those they're protecting. This image of the watchman reminds me of something I noticed when I was in Rome a few years back. The firefighters in Rome had a wonderful name. They were called Vigili del Fuoco, which is in English rather poorly translated as firefighters, just as we use here. But that's not actually what the word means. Firefighter, the word, tends to give the impression of a, a responder to fires, reacting once the fire is broken out, whereas the words vigili del fuoco literally means watcher for fire, a watchman, a sentry, actively keeping vigil, looking out for danger of fire, caring for the community by watching for danger and alerting them as soon as danger is seen, acting immediately to put out the fire. Naturally, that's what firefighters do everywhere, of course, including our community here. They don't just respond to fires, they actually engage in the community to look into and point out risks and hazards and minimise any risk of fire. So too were the prophets of old. The true prophets were not self-righteous. They weren't superior know-it-alls, they were sentries. With great care, they watch for danger so they can alert the people So this vigilance and faithfulness to God's word is an act of care. No wonder God is so strict with his prophets, saying, if you fail to warn them, you will suffer the same fate. Their role is like a security guard or a military watchman. If they fail to be alert, if they don't warn the people when danger is near, then they don't have any regard for the people they're supposed to protect and serve. They're guilty of failing to do the very thing That is their duty. Looking at things that way, one can see God's absolute love for his people. God's desire that people have every opportunity to live in the light of God's care and protection and walk in God's ways. God's law of love asks us to be vigilant, not only to outside dangers, but also keep watch within, keep guard and watch over our heart to make sure that we love as God loves And that our hearts don't harden into legalism or lack of mercy or apathy. We are all sentinels, watchpersons, vigilant for any discord, hatred or inconsistency with the gospel. And vigilant within ourselves, where resentment, jealousy, desire begins in the heart. The essence of discipleship and faithfulness to God is love. This is a love that is formed from within by God's grace. It fosters loving watchfulness inside and out, and it softens the heart and saves us from ourselves. It turns us back towards each other and creates understanding, healing and reconciliation. Love, not righteousness, is the key to all of this. This is Faith, Hope and Love. O Lord, and your judgment is right. Treat your servant in accord with your merciful love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. The Lord be with you. Happy Father's Day to all our dads in the community. May God bless you and grant you peace and joy. We also pray for all dads who have gone before us that they now are enjoying the peace, joy and mercy of God's kingdom. We come together as brothers and sisters in Christ, so let us prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries by first recalling our sins and remembering Christ's greater mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. For Let us pray for true Christian freedom. O God, by whom we are redeemed and receive adoption, look graciously upon your beloved sons and daughters, that those who believe in Christ may receive true freedom and an everlasting inheritance. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, Who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen.
1: A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord, So you, O Son of Man, I have made a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn from their ways, the wicked person shall die in their iniquity but their blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked person to turn from their ways and they do not turn from their ways, they shall die in their iniquity, but you will have saved your life. The Word of the Lord.
0: O oh, that today you would listen to his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, ring out our joy to the Lord, hail the rock who saves us. Let us come before him giving thanks, with songs let us hail the Lord. Come in, let us bow and bend low, let us kneel before the God who made us. For he is our God, and we the people who belong to his pasture, The flock that is led by his hand. Or oh, that today you would listen to his voice, Harden not your hearts as at Meribah, As on that day at Massah in the desert, When your forebears put me to the test, When they tried me, though they saw my work. Or oh, that today you would listen to his voice, Harden not your heart.
1: A reading from the letter of St Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, Owe no one anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another Has fulfilled the law. The commandments you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word love your neighbour as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbour. Therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. The word of the Lord.
0: Alleluia, alleluia. was in Christ to reconcile the world to himself, and the good news of reconciliation he has entrusted to us. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Chapter 18, verses 15 to 20. Jesus spoke to his disciples. If your brother or sister sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If he or she listens to you, you have regained your brother or sister. But if the person does not listen... Take one or two others along with you, so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the person refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if that person refuses to listen, even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. The Gospel of the Lord
2: Although being a member of the church can often feel like being in the loneliest game of all, it's not how Jesus intended it. We don't come to the knowledge and love of God alone, but with others, two or three gathered in community. We've been taught that heaven is where God is, and that God is in Christ reconciling the world to himself, and that Christ can be found in the church, his body, a community of love and reconciliation. Now today... Jesus provides some practical advice on how to be that church, the community of believers. We all know that problems arise in human relations. The philosopher Jean Paul Sartre said, Hell is other people. And he's often right, if not a little strong in his metaphor. The first teaching from Jesus today is about our response to sin within the church. Notice that it's not the sinner, but the one sinned against who is called to take the initiative here. And that might seem, at first glance, to be the wrong way round. Too many times have I heard stories of people who've turned away from God because of violent and abusive experiences in their lives. People who had previously relied on God through prayer and attended church, who have now lost faith in God because of the evil acts of others. Statements like, Why would God allow that to happen to me? Or, Where was God when I needed help? Now there are countless stories of people who've lost the desire to pray or the courage to go back to church because they felt that God had abandoned them. On a few occasions have I tried to restore some of that lost connection with God, but in most cases the pain is much deeper than I was able to address and I could do little to break down the sense of abandonment and bitterness that consumed them. In some of these cases... These victims have even found it difficult to trust and love another person. They believe themselves to be unlovable people, not worthy of the love of another, let alone love of themselves. Now, as I recall these encounters, it still makes me feel incredibly angry at the abusers who had so utterly destroyed another person's capacity to love. Yet the gospel and the life of Jesus himself calls the victim to go another step for his or her own sake. Jesus was beaten and tortured to the point of death and yet he prayed, Father, forgive them. He understood that the only escape from the cycle of hatred and bitterness was forgiveness. He taught his disciples to pray, Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Now do we ever have the strength to do this? Only with that gift of forgiveness, the ability to forgive, can the perfection of love and union with God really be achieved. Now another of his lessons is if your brother or sister does something wrong, go and have it out with that person alone, between your two selves. Now too often this attempt at reconciliation leads to even greater disharmony. Yet the burden of these wrongs done to us becomes even heavier burden when we insist on revisiting the hurt. How can we honestly pray the Lord's Prayer when harbouring thoughts of hate and revenge? Are some of us wasting our time being here because a hateful relationship is standing between ourselves and God? Now this second teaching is about the nature and power of prayer made together in the Church and with one another. Christ the Risen Lord is present always when Christians pray in His name. Prayer is many things. It's the soul's pilgrimage from self to God. It's the conversation with God. He prays best who does not know that he is praying. Now we remember that line from the ancient mariner. He prayeth best who loveth best. All things both great and small. For the dear God who loveth us, he made and loveth all. Prayer presumes the ability to love, and with it the preparedness to forgive. If we cannot love in this way, we cannot pray. Now the Jewish rabbis used to say that where two or three people gathered together to study the law, the Shekinah, that's God's dwelling, is in their midst. In today's Gospel, Jesus is doubtless referring to this saying, but substituting his own name for the Torah, the law. And identifying himself with God. He is Emmanuel, God with us, and he will be with his disciples till the end of time. So notice that Jesus always moves the focus away from laws and regulations to interpersonal relationships. It's no longer the law which guarantees God's presence, but you and I gathered in God's name. How we live and relate to one another makes possible the presence of God in the world. So... To love is to forgive, and to love is to be able to pray well. Paul's advice today is worth taking to heart. Avoid getting into debt, which is always good advice, but he adds the rider: accept the debt of mutual love. So our church, our parish, will be a place where God is present if we allow ourselves as a faith community to fall into the debt of of mutual love.
0: I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We have gathered as a community trusting in the promises of God, so let us offer our prayers with confidence. For the Church, that it will be a sign of reconciliation to all people, Lord, hear us. For nations at war, that the love of Christ may inspire leaders to work for peace. Lord, hear us. For divided families, that the power of Christ may help them work towards settling their differences. Lord, hear us. For our fathers, who have given us life and love, that we may show them respect and love. Lord, hear us. For all who are ill and those who care for them. Lord, hear us for all who have gone into eternal life, especially all fathers, that God may bring them into the joy of his kingdom. Lord, hear us. God of mercy, help us not to harden our hearts, but rather always turn to you. We ask you to hear now these prayers we make through Christ our Lord. Amen. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. O God, who give us the gift of true prayer and of peace, graciously grant that through this offering we may do fitting homage to your divine majesty and by partaking of the sacred mystery we may be faithfully united in mind and heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For we know it belongs to your boundless glory that you came to the aid of mortal beings with your divinity and even fashioned for us a remedy out of mortality itself, that the cause of our downfall might become the means of our salvation through Christ our Lord. Through him the host of angels, adores your majesty and rejoices in your presence for ever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exultant praise as we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death, gave life to the world, Free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. The Communion Antiphon Like the deer that yearns for running streams, so my soul is yearning for you, my God. My soul is thirsting for God, the living God. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection. Grant that your faithful, O Lord, whom you nourish and endow with life through the food of your word and heavenly sacrament, may so benefit from your beloved Son's great gifts that we may merit an eternal share in his life, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. Thanks everyone and happy Father's Day again to all fathers. I pray you have a grace-filled and compassion-filled week. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing, especially on all fathers. God our Father, in your wisdom and love you made all things. We give thanks for and ask you to bless all fathers. Grant them wisdom and love to always be good fathers. Let the example of their faith and love shine forth. Grant that we, their sons and daughters, may honour them always with a spirit of profound respect. Grant this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you all. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Reverend Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, The Roman Missal Third Edition, Copyright 2010, The International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, Copyright 1989 and 2009, The NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009 The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin by Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn, in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly. Arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephan Kelp, 2019. Quiet Time instrumental reflection music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988, 2007, and this arrangement, Stephan Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise for Tricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2020. May God bless and keep you. Today
2: I arise with love from on high, the name of the three in. Today I arise Through heavenly eyes Your grace to God and guide Today it